Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 77 of A Play on Nerds. We are so excited to have you back with us. And when I say we, I mean myself, Steve, and my awesome co-host, Jarman. Insert your name. <laughs> Sorry, that was poorly planned on my part. <laughs> no, We've been away been a for a while. We're a little rusty. We're getting We're out back of practice. on the horse. We're getting back in. But oh, we're man. glad to have you back with us, everybody. Absolutely. And we sorry we were gone for a while again. Uh, we had our live episode where the two of us were in person for the first time to record. And you got and to then, see our ugly mugs for yeah. like the first time. You can go back and watch that if you haven't already. And then I forgot that I was going to be moving. So I've been moving. It's been a crazy process. And that's why it's been a little bit longer since we've been able to record. So I do apologize. It's all on me. We're sorry. The mom and dad went away. But the important <laughs> thing is we're back now and that we love you. We're still together. We're still here. We're not mad at you. It is your fault, though. It's always your fault. <laughs> now, I want you to apologize to Raul Julia right this instant. <laughs> Don't let it ruin the fourth grade for you. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how, so, how's the move been? Oh, well, before I talk about the move, we have to get people oh. excited about this episode coming up. What are we talking about this week, Steve? Oh, okay. Well, in that case, we have the triumphant return of copycat cinema. It's been a while since we've done it, but I'm glad we're bringing it back. And this week we have uh, Top Gun against Iron Eagle. Two pretty, uh, you know, big deal movies here. Sure. Two. <laughs> Both of them a big yes. deal. Mm. <laughs> and it's kind of kind of timely because they're just now talking about making Top Gun 2 uh, okay. with a much older Tom Cruise, as I think you posted on the a Play on Nerds website. That's right, I did. Facebook page. Val, Val so, Kilmer's stoked. He's ready. Yeah, we'll probably re-release this episode when that movie eventually comes out. That's but right. Does Val Kilmer want to do it, really? Yeah, he said he's in. He's like, Val Kilmer's back in shape. Huh. Well, because like, he said, I read something this. today that he apparently didn't even want to do this movie, but he had to because it was contractually obligated to, and then it became his most signature role ever as huh. Iceman. So, I'm interesting. not surprised. Yes, yeah, so I guess now he's accepting it and be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Darn right. But anyways, what else that's, does he have going on? Yeah, exactly. Come Getting on, in shape, Kilmer. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, but yeah, so this yeah. move has been crazy. I cool. had a while back, I was out of my own big office for a Play on Earth Studios, and mm-hmm. I had my own house with my buddy Josh. And within the about a year, both the house and the office flooded for different reasons, completely separately. Uh, right. They're in completely different locations. So I moved all my stuff out. I was in shambles. I moved into my parents' house temporarily. So I, have, I had stuff in three different storage facilities, stuff at my sister's house, stuff at my parents' house. I had like a gypsy. I had none of my own things. Things were scattered. And you carry uh, the curse. <laughs> the gypsy curse. <laughs> the gypsy curse. I'm sure I do of some sort. <laughs> Uh, but my parents are wonderful to help me out during this time. I'm finally moving out with my girlfriend, Kate, into a three-bedroom house. And Ooh. I consolidated all my stuff. It took me a couple of weeks to do all that and clean and organize and find everything. So it's just been a 
tough couple weeks, but now I'm excited because I really want this this show to be coming back every two weeks on the dot, same day, and we're going to try for that as best we can. All right, folks, don't hold us to it, but we're going to do it. Maybe. <laughs> with you with the kids and me with my scatterbrain, we'll see if we can make it happen. We'll see how it happens. And I only have one kid. Please don't pluralize it <laughs> Don't pluralize There's no yet. need to do that and give me a little panic attack. Thank you. Though. Oh, no problem. And I actually looked back... <laughs> Uh, my two weeks above, or three weeks, however long it's been, uh, anything nerdy I've done. And I did go to see the remastered Fifth Element in theaters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Uh, originally, I was supposed to go with Patrick, Ooh. our video game correspondent, but he couldn't make it. So I went with a girlfriend and one of her friends, and it was a lot of fun. We had beers. We uh, we listened to the surround sound of, of Fifth Element on the big screen, and it was beautiful picture. And that, that, that movie really holds up, I think. Yeah, it does. I think Anna and I just rewatched it maybe a, a month ago. Oh, nice. Still good. Around the same time, re- I rewatched it. So that's funny. Yeah. What so a what coincidence. I, so what have you been doing since, besides that? Uh, honestly, the most interesting thing that has gone on since uh, our last episode happened today. Wow. Uh, so yearly, our like big VP named Kim mm-hmm. uh, takes the whole office to a uh, baseball game, the Giants, San Francisco. Nice. And so today was that day. So I got up early, got on Caltrain, met with probably 11 or 12 people on the way up, drank this awful stuff on the way up on Caltrain. <laughs> what kind of stuff? Um, it, it's called uh, Beatbox. Uh-huh. Apparently it was on the Shark Tank, but it's these boxes that look like jukebox, like that look like a old battery opera, like not jukebox. What am I thinking of? I don't know. God damn it. Um <laughs> Headphones? Like portable, st- portable stereo. Walkman. No. Oh. But with oh. speakers. Like a boombox. Boombox. Yeah. Go. Son of a gun. <laughs> it's called Beatbox. It looks gotcha. like a boombox. <laughs> you got the Steve. It's, it's filled with alcohol. It's just terrible. It's basically poison. <laughs> oh, God. It's 11% alcohol and like 600% sugar. It's terrible. And I had way too much of that on the trade up. So we got there. Uh, Kim rents out this bowling alley sports bar thing uh-huh. across, right across the street from the stadium. We get to go there from 1030 to 2 and just drink pretty much unlimited and eat pretty much unlimited. Day drinking. Yay. And then go to the baseball game. Baseball is not my shindig. So for the past few years, I've gone, done the party part, and then maybe stay for an inning and then just get out of there. Yeah. And go home and take basically a half day. Unless I have really good friends with me at live sporting events, I have no point to be there. Right, exactly. And I do have friends at work, but baseball is not my dig. Right. And they always have us out in these bleacher seats with no shade. Oh, God, that's terrible. So I can only sit out there for five, maybe six seconds before I'm just baked. And plus add the drinking to that. That's just not safe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. Let's pass out. So I go for the fun part at the beginning with booze and bowling and food, and then I get out of there. (laughs) And then I came home, and uh, now we're doing this. Nice. So yeah, you still time. still fueling that boombox? Oh my god, that stuff is it's basically poison. What did it taste like? Uh, so they're the one that they got last time was like blue raspberry. Nice. And this one was fruit punch. Sounds good. And 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 there are thirty four servings per beatbox. Thirty four servings. Yeah, and it's like twenty or twenty two bucks. It it's terrible. It, wow. It's, like, it's what teenagers are drinking everywhere, I'm sure. Of course. Man. Just like awful. those Zimas and Smirnoff Ices we drank back in college. 
We never did. Z- we never did Zimas. You and I did do Smirnoff Ices and like, uh, and like Mike's Hard. Oh yeah, that was just I think that's around. what we conned someone's cousin into getting us when we were in high school. <laughs> Our one bad drinking time. Well, I remember we asked for vodka, and she was like, "Nah, you guys are gonna kill yourself if I get you vodka." Here's a bunch of Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun! All right, we'll drink them. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Yeah, good times. Good times. Good times of booze. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you yeah. can make it for the podcast and get a half yeah. day, get to relax. Yeah, a little bit. And Anna's out with her mom and the baby, so I get a weird time alone in the apartment, quiet. Nice. Like, it sounds so relaxing. This is weird. <laughs> um, but now let's move on to some nerdy news. It's time for nerdy news. So my first thing, I my I hope it's not the same thing you picked out. Probably not, since yours usually. I've got three related. stories picked out, so I'm good. I have uh, three small ones as well. Ooh. Go figure. So uh, Adam West has passed uh, away, of man. 88 years old after a short battle of leukemia. If you don't know, Adam West was the first uh, TV Batman. There might have been one before that, but this is the first one in the 60s that was really popular. Very campy and cartoony and funny, and he was so earnest, and uh, it was just he was an icon because of that part and since then i think he's pretty much just been kind of parodying himself and doing a lot of voice acting he's very self-aware yeah he has a good sense of humor uh and most people know him as the voice of himself on family guy where he's the mayor of quahog yeah adam yeah. west <laughs> oh uh, i am oh, oh. yes <laughs> um but yeah adam west we'll miss you you're you're the first batman and always will be the first batman and that's something that you can you can hang your coat on. And he was going strong up until the very end. Like, always at conventions Absolutely. and I was and blown active. away because of how active he is. I was blown away to hear that he was 88. Yeah. I was like, what? Really? It's All crazy. Right. It's just like William Shatner. When he dies, it'll just be sudden and out of nowhere because he's just completely active until the very end. True. And he's about the, he's about the same age, too. Yeah, he's getting old. he's getting up there. Yep. But anyway, that's sad. You want to do one of your stories now? Yeah. Um, so because I, I, I think I disappointed people and didn't have a clever title last time. I'm going <laughs> to give at least one clever title. That's don't lose your head. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, the team in of Russia, scientists and doctors that are planning on performing the first head transplant coming up. Oh boy. Um, have officially successfully reattached nerves in, in mice. And hmm. they, and they, they're like, well, that's proof of concept and proof that we can do it. Nah, <laughs> I don't. It's the most ridiculous. As I read the story, I was like, "Wow, they're really trying to bolster public opinion about this because this is either going to be like the next big medical breakthrough, or they're all going to be Frankenstein." Yeah, like we have no idea if those mice are now serial killers or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, with a f- uh, with at least one mice, they were able to sever the spinal cord and reattach using this gel stuff that facilitates the reattachment. I don't even know any other way to say it because uh, I'm not scientific. And right. the, the mouse regained use of its back legs. That's crazy. Yeah. But not front legs. Uh, well, the front, they severed the spine, so it was only the back legs. Front legs are still attached. That's really creepy. Thanks for that image. I guess, what, what would you use that for? Like your whole body is gone, so you want to attach your head to a donor body that still works? Uh, yeah, that's actually exactly what they're going to try. Right. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> you literally just like I feel like this is Frankenstein. Like we are like watching this happen. Yeah, pretty much. 
We've already like seen if, someone get our face transplant. That's, if that's this already was 100 worked. years ago, there'd be a group of guys with pitchforks and torches already joining up to go get this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, like the guy who did the face transplant looked terrifying uh, at first. And now it's like four years later or something. And he looks almost completely normal. Not right. he, looks, he looks kind of odd, but you can't tell, oh, that guy had a face transplant. That's screwed up. <laughs> Instead, you just see a guy who looks kind of odd, but he looks like he can, he can pass in public and not no one's scared, scared of him or anything. But it took like four years for his body to fully accept the face and kind of like meld to his muscles and bones. And it's just wow. weird. But that's yeah, definitely that's, some Frankenstein stuff. Yeah, it is. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. That is a great segue, though, Frankenstein, for my next story. Ooh. Which is related in a second. You'll find out why. But the mummy oh. that just oh, came okay. out with Tom Cruise, as you might have known, I think we talked about the podcast before, was supposed to kickstart this dark universe of universal monsters. Yeah. Uh to bring back the um they're gonna have Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man, uh Wolfman with Dwayne Johnson, supposedly, and Frankenstein as Javier Bardem as the creature, Frankenstein's creature. Okay. Uh, they even did like a variety shoot uh, while them sitting around with each other to advertise that this is going to happen, a connected universe. Uh, but uh, it didn't do horribly, but Wonder Woman kicked its ever-loving ass. Oh, theaters. yeah, of course it did. So, and people were just confused, like, why do we need another Mummy movie? Like, And it was kind of darker, and it's Tom Cruise, and uh, he has a horrible scream in the trailer, which I think you might have listened to before. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I don't. He was like, that- you're <laughs> so terrible which that's i'll play much, and now that you say i i that's how i imagine he would scream <laughs> i'm gonna play that's it a million exactly times in this imagine. episode because it's so bad play it now i'll cue you throughout the rest of the episode to play the scream <laughs> good not now, too many times not too many times for editing of course but uh, Universal uh, still apparently is saying, even though it didn't do wonderfully, that they're still going to push forward and do all the movies they planned, uh, okay. which is fine. But uh, that kind of just jumps on the fact that there's all these connected universes now. Do we have too many of them? Sony is apparently still trying to do a Spider-Man universe with uh, Venom as Tom or Tom Hardy coming out I pretty soon. I did hear about that. Yep. And they're following it up with a Black Cat and Silver Sable movies, which are apparently other Spider-Man villains. Awesome. That's what the people want. Yeah, exactly. But for licensing purposes, they don't know yet if, if they're going to either have Spider-Man as Tom Holland, the one who's in a MCU now, kind of, or a different Spider-Man, or no Spider-Man at all. Like, there's, we don't know yet because it's so complicated with the licensing and all that jazz. So, hmm. And then the last one, of course, is the King Kong and Godzilla universe, which they're building up with legendary pictures. So there is that. Right. So there's just too many to keep track of now. Yeah, too many. <laughs> I agree. Are you going to watch all of them? I, the idea of Godzilla versus King Kong excites me. Sure. To the point where that's pretty much the only reason that I watched either of those films. I still haven't seen the King Kong one. It's, it's okay. It's yeah. exactly what you expect. There's like, no, you're not going to get anything new. Oh, good. <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good solid action summer popcorn flick, but you're not going to get some astounding new Godzilla story. Not a uh, King Kong story. It's just not right. going to happen. Yeah, I'll watch it. But yeah, that's the only reason I watch this because I'm excited about them fighting each other. Silly fun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Johnny Depp and Dwayne Johnson and Javier Bardem fight it off in a like weird Universal monster Johnny movie. Depp, it's smart to make him the invisible man because then you only have to, he only has to do voice recording and you can probably pay him less. 
Yeah, his drunk ass won't be on set. Damn right. <laughs> um, Anyways. We'll see, I, I'm kind of, and I was just thinking about this before as I've, I watched the, the Black Panther trailer. I'm kind of just over the superhero thing. I'm done. We're getting overexposed, man. I just, it's always another film and another character I've got to care about. And now it's to the point where, like, I feel like I'm going to miss something if I don't go see Black Panther and I won't get it for the next, like. And then you'll just stop watching them entirely. Yeah, I'm just sort of, as I was watching, I was like, man, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> it's like, why should I care anymore? I've seen like 17 superhero films in the last three years. I'm right. done. I think the Infinity War will help that because I think they're going to kill off a bunch of the characters. And they better, if they uh, do it in a final way, kind of way, that will make it more interesting to go forward with new characters. And then we're not trying to keep track of all the old baggage and kind of just kind of move forward with some new stories and interesting stuff, you know, but right. I don't know if they'll actually I, do I that. I think that we'll either see the death of Iron Man or Captain America. In this, Definitely in this one of the two or both. Yeah, for sure. Or both. Or both. Very possible. I don't think realistically. They got to keep one of them on. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I think at least one's going down. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so what's your next story? Uh, my next story is about uh, some scientists who, who have discovered a drug. So the Massachusetts General Hospital uh, has discovered a drug that allows you to, uh, it causes your skin to jumpstart the produce, production of dark melanin hmm. um, without you having to be exposed to UV light. So, like, get a tan without going in the sun or yep. a tanning booth? But instead of a tan, which just dyes your skin, this would get your skin to do to produce it. Interesting. But how dark would you get? It's pretty significant, but I don't know. As far as how they could tweak it to make it more powerful, less powerful. Right. Who knows? They're just in like early concept and skin tests sort of stuff. But even though a lot of people, the way it was marketed in this article was like, new tan for people that don't tan. The scientist is doing it. It's like, I'm not doing it for that. This could drastically change how people fight skin cancer and skin damage. Yeah. I think about that. Also, the disease that um, Michael Jackson claimed to have, which I don't think he ever did. Um, but the one that has, you know, creates spotting of white yeah. Um, usually with um, black people, they have and it's like weird spots of white all over their skin. They could help them with that. Um, albino yeah. people who are uncomfortable with that, you know, it doesn't really, that's not really like a medical medical problem for them, but they could fix that. Yeah. With that but it gives, it gives options. Right. Even for redheaded people that typically can't be out in the sun at all, mm. you could throw on and basically have your body make its own sunblock. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. Um, so that's a, a neat article. And I've got one more. Do you got one more? Well, I think with some we said we're going to talk about as well in nerdy news can be my one more, which is uh, Star Trek Discovery and the Orville, uh, another the uh, Orville. show, which almost feels like it's in the Star Trek universe. Have just released almost. trailers. Uh, I like the Discovery trailer. I don't know about you. How, how did you feel? I do. Uh, I like that. I feel like we're going to get get something new out of this show that we haven't gotten. It feels like it's more concentrated and more individual centric. Mm-hmm. Instead of story, like the Monster of the Week-centric kind of thing? Sort of. Um, but I think I, I think that in today's TV atmosphere, they couldn't do a Monster of the Week sort of thing. There has to be some sort of big, overarching... That's just the way TV is right now. Right. There's procedurals, kind of like NCIS and stuff, but the, right. the most successful shows, I mean, are usually narrative-based, like, you know, Breaking exactly. Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, um, Westworld. You know, all the biggest shows of basically right now have some sort of giant, and I don't think that they can approach it Monster of the Week style, and I don't think they're doing that. 
And that's that a com- complaint that people have about the trailers that the Klingons look like the J.J. Abrams movie Klingons and the ships look like the J.J. Abrams style. But it, it supposedly they said over and over again, this is supposed to take place in the original timeline. So it should look like old Trek. It takes place about 20 years, they said, or 10 years before uh, Captain Kirk goes on his five year mission. So it's not that much of a prequel, but it's set way before Captain Kirk. Uh, so right. they should have like you know, do, 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 those kind of systems in the ship, you know, but right. <laughs> instead they have beautiful ships and the Klingons look really scary and like, they don't look anything like the regular Klingons. But I think what they're doing, they have to do that because even if it is in the original timeline, regular audiences who are not huge Star Trek fans would be so confused if everything looks, something looked really old and different than the new movies. So they have to pull right, people in. It would look like they were trying to pull some retro thing. And then that just classifies the show differently. Right, they couldn't. You wouldn't be able to focus on the drama and the storylines, and so I, I will ask just like others have. Hey, Star Trek fans who are whining about this, would you rather have no Star Trek or some good Star Trek, or would you rather have crappy Star Trek that's just fan service? You know, like let's right. have some good stories. Let's have an acclaimed series for Star Trek. That'd be great. Yeah. So no, I, I think it looks good. Uh, the Orville, I'm not quite so sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth MacFarlane vehicle here. Comedy space haphazards of meeting new races and just funny Star Trek. Like, that's the only way to, to put it. It looks so generic that I can just call it funny Star Trek. It's kind of like Galaxy Quest, the TV show, which they almost kind had. But, but, uh, but it looks like it's going to be sitcom Like, some of the comedic moments they show that I've seen in, in the trailer, just they look really forced and like they're in front of a studio audience. <laughs> yeah, it's like going with a laugh track behind. Or like, yeah, they're like panning to the camera almost. Yeah, that's true. It's really strange. Um, that's great special yeah. effects, though. I was surprised. I That's why I doubted that it was real for a little bit, because I was like, man, this looks really nice. Why would they make a sci-fi show this nice with Seth MacFarlane? Well, he's got a lot of money. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> that's true. He's living on the those Family Guy syndication dollars. Yeah, and, he's pretty, um, and new dollars are still making Family Guy, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. And then he has the, syndica- um, the syndication. That's the long term. Oh, yeah. Like that's, that's the money that's going to come rolling in for decades to come. That's like my audiobook royalty shares I'm getting starting to get now. It's fantastic. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, I think it looks good. It looks funny. I, I just don't know if it'll last because Fox ruins everything. So, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yes. So my final story is uh, and I'm going to give this a what year is this? Um, is and who's who's demanding these films? Uh, the Craft Two is in is in production. I'm the coming hell? up to being in production. Exactly, that's what I said too. And pardon the pun, but they, is that even that big of a cult favorite? Ah, no, it, it, they admit that it didn't do crazy good in the theaters. Maybe it does have a cult following we're unaware of. Right, because I, I don't hear people talk about that that much. But yeah, it's not going to be a reboot. It's going to be an actual sequel, and it's being written by the same guy who wrote uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Huh. Well, that could be good. Yes. I just don't. I do, like, who's asking for this? <laughs> I just don't understand. It's, I think I feel like it's all these people that watch these movies when they were younger are now movie producers and head of studios. I'm like, you know what I want? I want a craft too. 20 years ago, I watched that when I was in my 20s, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. That's right. All right. So I guess that takes us right into our feature, Top Gun versus Iron Eagle.
So we have two movies here about jets and yep. fighter and pilots. We have each picked a side per the normal ru- rules of copycat cinema. I will be arguing for Top Gun, and Jarman will be arguing on the side of Iron Eagle. Totally real, honest debates here, and uh, very structured. You know, yep. <laughs> about who's going to win? So don't, here. don't get in our way. Now, if you don't know, Copycat Cinema is where we compare two movies from the same year and that are pretty much about the same thing or so very similar that they were copycats of each other. Right. Uh, we, you know, we've done Ants versus A Bug's Life, uh, Volcano versus Dante's Peak, Gremlins versus Critters. That was our, one of you our get first the episode. Idea. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea. And uh, we'll compare them and talk about them and how they, yeah, I think one's definitely better and it's definitely Iron Eagle. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was just <laughs> contemplating how screwed I was in this debate because, you know, Iron Eagle is just so superior. <laughs> I, 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 you know what's funny? I legitimately think Iron Eagle is better. Oh, my gosh. You are <laughs> legitimately wrong. And that's okay. No, that's of course right. it is. All right. So uh, where do we go? For, it's been so long. I forgot what we usually did first. We usually Okay. So we pick one and kind of recap the movie a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay. so let's go. Let's walk through, let's say, Iron Eagle first. Okay. Sure. So okay. Iron Eagle tells the story of Doug. Uh, he's a very cocksure kid who's in high school, but also for some reason is allowed to fly planes. I don't even know if that's right, actually right. legal in real life. Um, yeah, maybe he's 18. <laughs> it's unclear. I know he's going to graduate this year, but I don't know if that's right. legal. Uh, his father is a, a very acclaimed, uh, fighter pilot and, uh, he, uh, is constantly in the, in the simulator learning how to be a great pilot and shooting down right. MIGs. Uh, both these movies have, uh, MIGs from unnamed countries. Being those, uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yes. So apparently he hears that his father uh, is captured by an unknown Arab nation uh, from Yeah, shot Migs. down, captured. Yeah, and they're trying to use him as a bargaining chip with the USA to get sanctions pulled off of them. And so they're going to keep him there. Finally, they decide that they're going to kill him in three days. So somehow this kid is able to convince a colonel whose name is Tabby. What was it? A uh, Chappie. Chappie, like the robot, yeah. <laughs> Charles Chappie Sinclair. Chappie, played by Louis Gossett Jr., who's fantastic in this movie. He's actually- like, He was one of the only good parts. Yeah, he like outclasses everyone's acting, he acts circles around people in this movie. Uh, yeah. And he convinces Colonel, who had flown with his father, to go on a mission with him uh, to save his dad uh, with, by stealing some fighter jets and going over to this country and somehow bargaining him out of there. And he enlists the help of his friends. These He calls them the Iron Eagles, too, I think. I don't know where that comes from. And they all like to wear fighter bomber jackets. I think they're all military brats. And they help him plan this mission to take his dad, get his dad out. And he succeeds. Surprise. And he's not arrested and sent to Guantanamo somehow. <laughs> do they do threaten it? And somehow, not only is he not arrested, he gets rewarded and gets into the flight, uh, the, the Air Force Academy. Exactly. And we can go into more detail later. But that's pretty much yeah. the gist of Iron Eagle. All right, so let's talk, talk through Top Gun. Do it. Uh, Tom Cruise plays Maverick, a hotshot ace pilot. Uh, Would you say he's cocksure? A, yes. <laughs> um, cocksure, headstrong. Uh, and he is known for being a bad boy. He's going to the Top Gun Academy, which is where the best of the best of the best pilots end up. He, of course, learns some lessons, learns that he has, though he's cocky, that he's got a lot of things to learn, falls in love with... Someone he shouldn't, who's a civilian instructor. I was kind of unclear on what right. the hell she was. I think she's supposed to be. Um, gets his partner killed. <laughs> makes Meg Ryan sad. <laughs> Co- 
comes back and flies against actual enemies after losing the Top Gun award to Val Kilmer after a very oily volleyball game. Very oily. Very oily. <laughs> uh, it saves the day, and he's the real hero, even though he w- didn't win. Uh, and yeah, that's Top Gun. And already right there, we have reason number one, I think, why this my movie is so much better. Iron Eagle has a... Uh, a, B, C, D, E, F, G, so on story where you can follow it. There's a through line, a start, middle, and end, uh, and it's a clear story. It makes sense. Top Gun is just like, what, what am I even watching here? I'm watching an hour's worth of stock footage and crap of planes flying around with no one even shooting each other for three-fourths of the movie. They're just doing practice exercises, and so there's no stakes. It's completely boring. I'm just like, I'm, I'm done watching these planes fly around and not shooting anything. Like, this is... They're just yelling at each other over the intercoms. So I will honestly say I think that was a real bad part of Top Gun, which is I was bored with the flight sequences. There were a lot of flight sequences that were a lot of shots that were just people violently looking over their shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd he go? I don't know. You guys are just like violently he throwing their head. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Come on, Goose. <laughs> there were a lot of those shots. <laughs> uh, okay, so my first point for Top Gun is that it just had a far better soundtrack. Ridiculous. But go really? on. But go on. Really? Ridiculous? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll uh, rebuttal you in a second. You got Danger Zone with Kenny Loggins, who was the master of music in the 80s. Uh, you've got uh, Heaven in Your Eyes uh, by Loverboy. You've got um, Mighty Wings. It's ama- The whole thing is just uplifting, crazy, dramatic 80s music. Uh, that sets the tone for the entire film, including the. Including that is epic. In Iron Eagle, they have Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner. There is We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. I mean, come on. Then they got There Was a Time by James Brown. Uh, lots of other 80s tunes I didn't recognize, but were pretty right, cool. We got Sitting on the Dock of the Bay in in Top Gun. You've Lost mm. That Love and Feeling, artfully performed by Tom Cruise, not really. Uh, Great Balls of Fire. You got yeah. a lot of good stuff in Top, in Top Gun, too. We got Hide in the Rainbow by Dio. Yeah, of awesome. course. And oh, then we got Dio. Uh, the original song, Iron Eagle, Never Say Die, which is great. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I right in the middle there. We just like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll say we just took a point for that one. That was, that was that was a draw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Hey, Proud Mary, and we're not going to take it. And give me some loving. I think that's some pretty good hits right there. <laughs> Danger Zone. <laughs> Come on. Danger Zone, dude. Iron Eagle, man. <laughs> Never say die. <laughs> How can you beat Danger Zone? Never say die. Never say die. All right. All right. Well, we'll have to call that one a draw. So what's your next point? So my next point would have to be, I think I briefly mentioned it earlier, but the fight scenes in Iron Eagle from the get-go, even the the scene where they're not even fighting, they're just doing the race with the the dirt bike and the the crappy two-seater plane, whatever. They're all more exciting than in a Top Gun. Top Gun is just fly around, fly around, fly around, fly around. This one, like from the get-go, you got exciting stuff happening in the very beginning of the scene with his dad, and they're actually in danger of dying. Uh, so, and I felt like 
I felt less like it was models the whole time or stock footage, whereas in Top Gun, for some reason, even though they had access to the military in Top Gun and, and Iron Eagle did not, the ones in Top Gun looked like they were just crappily shot. And I thought Iron Eagle did a lot better job of that. So that's uh, uh, my Are thing. you kidding me? Some no. of the visual effects in Iron Eagle, when they explode the planes, are just the dumbest shots and the dumbest cuts I've ever seen. How dare you, sir? They show one one firing, and they literally just show a close-up of the machine gun going off, and then they literally show a quick flash of the plane, and then it just explodes. There's no movement. <laughs> There's no, it's in the air. It's just literally a quick shot of cockpit. <laughs> I feel like the Top Gun did the same thing. No, not to that degree. It's ridiculous. They didn't even try to hide the fact that it was a model in Iron Eagle. It was Iron. so bad. Iron Eagle's amazing. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I think Top Gun overall had the better... I disagree. I thought that you really got to see what those planes could do in Top Gun versus Iron Eagle where it was all these quick cuts and there were really only, I would say, a handful of shots in the whole film that showed a plane in movement for more than four or five seconds. And I will give you that a little bit because, like, the whole first scene with Tom Cruise where he does the inverted thing to flick the guy off. That was probably the worst effect in the entire film. But that scene was pretty cool. It was exactly. it, it was interesting. So I, I'll give you that one. Uh, but I do understand your point that the stakes don't seem as high because they're just training. I do get that. Right. I was kind of tired of that after a while. I was just like, I don't care. Like, get them out of the air. Yeah, true. Somebody shoot someone down. <laughs> someone die, please. <laughs> Done. So my... Uh, my next point is that the cast of Top Gun, more of them made it out of the 80s than Iron Eagle cast. Well. Tom Cruise, Val <laughs> Kilmer, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside. Yeah. all Meg Ryan, Adrian Pasdar, who is Nathan Petrelli in Heroes. Mm. And is like a baby in this film. Uh, Tim Robbins has a small role. Like it's it's all go like ha all of those are big names. Let's look at Iron Eagle's roster. We got Louis Gossett Louis Jr. Gossett Jr. Uh huh. Somebody knows him. We got uh, Michael Bowen, great character actor playing Notcher. Okay, I'll give you that. Malora Malora Hardin playing the girlfriend. She's done a lot of stuff since then. Well, she, I'm a, most people know her as Jan from The Office. That's I was kind of blown away <laughs> I was like, what if I know her? And that's what it is. Uh, but like that's that's it. She had three lines, and which is great. Tell me that most of those people are bigger than the people that I just named. I mean, who can forget Tim Thomerson? Tim Thomerson. <laughs> Everyone can forget Tim that Thomerson. Like a, that sounds like a child's make believe character. Name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tim Thomerson. <laughs> Watch out, Tim Thomerson's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the dad, and he's been in nothing of importance. Exactly. So I, that's my point. Is that. Top Gun, a lot more people came out better than going into Iron Eagle. All right. Well, uh, that's that's fair. But uh -huh. this movie, my next point, is the prequel to a, of course, we're going to see it coming soon, a serial killer series. Because this 18-year-old boy starts killing people left and right, blowing them up, and has uh -huh. no no consequences for that. And he has, oh, yeah. and he has not seemed rewarded. phased in the slightest. No one, his dad's like, good job, good flying. And then he's like killing people left and right. He's like, yeah, let's play some music. I'm like, you are killing human beings. Are you aware of this? <laughs> no. So he's going to go on to the next movie to be a serial killer or someone who, or maybe a drama like a, starring um, Ben Affleck's brother about depression, you know, just him getting over his PTSD from all the people he killed when he was 18 years old. 
Yeah, so true. I find That's that the next fascinating. Four films. Yeah. Just flashbacks. And there are four Iron Eagle films. <laughs> there are. There yes. definitely are. Um, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair <laughs> point. I'll give you that one. But I'm, I'm on a more serious note, I think why I really did like Iron Eagle is because I feel like it was a more cut and dry. There's one problem with this, though. It was a good, it would have been a good teen movie in the 80s and like a good feel good kind of fun movie. And I didn't have that same feeling with Top Gun. I felt like it was just kind of plotting and there's pointless scenes and the romance felt forced. And Iron Eagle just seemed real cut and dry, standard script. Like it made sense. Um, nothing felt forced. It just, it was very silly. Oh, yeah. Iron, the plot of Iron Eagle definitely made sense. No, it's You're very silly. It's like right. the, the, you couldn't actually do these things in real life, but it's very a silly. Pack but of children create. <laughs> Perform some light treason to save one man while sacrificing the life of another. Oh, well, it's like God. it's like Red Dawn, you know, the, these teenagers saving the world from encroaching communists, you know. But I mean, I don't know. Just in the yeah, Top Gun. Just I hadn't watched it in so long, or maybe even seen the whole thing all the way through. It just felt like boring, and no one, none of the relationships felt real, except for maybe him and Goose. I felt a connection there. Oh yeah, um, love Goose. I think Anthony Edwards had some part in that, though. But the rest of the relationships, I didn't feel at all. They just felt silly to me. So my last point that I have specifically for Top Gun is that Top Gun clearly had, I wrote down three, much, much, much bigger budget than Iron Eagle. You think so? It just did. With the amount of planes they used and the involvement of the military and the cast they had and the prowess of the cast at the time of its casting. True. Yes. Like Tom Cruise was hot shit right then. Val Kilmer was hot shit right then. That's true. I was just, oh yeah, because apparently... Tom Cruise had turned down the role originally, so they're going to give it to Matthew Modine, Patrick Swayze, Emily, Emilio Estevez, Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox, Scott Bayo, and Tom Hanks. Those people all turned down the role. Wow. So they're considering Charlie Sheen, Jim Carrey, Rob Lowe, Kevin Bacon, and Eric Stoltz, and Robert Downey Jr. But then they finally convinced Tom Cruise to do it by sending him on a plane on one of those jets, and he threw up, mm -hmm. but he loved it so much that he was like, yeah, I'll do the movie. <laughs> nice very nice that was crazy but they had offered it to so many people they all thought it would be a failure at the box office because it was, it was like who wants to see a movie about pilots but they didn't get the and uh, it was the highest grossing movie of 1986 the year i was born yeah but yeah so i think that they just had a lot more money to spend and it shows that's true it really shows well i i think i we both gave some good arguments here but i think we need the audience to let us know what they think is the correct answer which one do you think won because you have to be our judges here. Tell us who do you think debated the best for their movie, fought for it, died for it. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think I will say for uh, Iron Eagle is that I feel like it's the most 80s movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's very 80s. And, and by that, I mean, I see, a, I see a lot of people. I know we talked about who, like, made it out and who has a career now. But there's a lot of people in this movie that, like, I feel didn't make it out of the 80s. That's true. Like, the star of it's been in, like, TV shows since then, but no big yeah. movies again. Uh, Larry B. Scott, who played uh, his black friend. Mm -hmm. who, I know him mostly as being the gay black kid in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, interesting. Right, right. But I don't know him from anything else. No, of course uh, not. Jer Jerry Levine was a, a child actor. I recognized him, but he didn't. He's now more of a... He, I looked him up. He does directing now. More oh, than the, the kid with the glasses? 
maybe the redhead kid. Right. But yeah, it's just so, it was so 80s. And the soundtrack was like as 80s as it could get. And they push as many songs as they could by having him at that, really the tape player with did. him at all times. The tape player and then on top of that filler music in between that was all ultra 80s. Synthesizers. It, the one part that I thought was, you know, Iron Eagle I thought was ridiculous. And you're right, it's a very silly movie if you take it that way. <laughs> but after after uh, who Chappie goes down, and then he plays the tape, and Chappie talks him through. <laughs> like, yeah. A bunch of things must have gone wrong if you listen to this. Whatever happened, I know you must be real scared. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to head for home. Maybe if I was you, I'd want to make a flat-out run for Helicon Air Force Base in Greece. Right now, you're probably filled with all the doubts in the world. But I'm going to tell you something, Doug. God doesn't give people things he doesn't want them to use. And he gave you the touch. It's a power you have inside of you. Down there where you keep your guts, boy. It's all you need to blast your way in and get back what they took from you. Your dad's just sitting there waiting for a miracle. And if you fly your heart out, you can give him one. It's up to you. Don't bother putting on this tape if you turn him back. It's just Chappie's voice telling him what to do for the next, like, ten minutes of the film. All right, kid. It was up. so weird. Make sure you hit high altitude and come in fast. Like, why didn't you tell and him then, this stuff before they left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I love that, like, you don't hear him for a while, and he's rescued his father in the air. He's like, by now you're on the way back. Good for you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if he recorded that and left enough of a gap, because by then the kid would either be back or just dead and wouldn't care. <laughs> just playing by his dead body. Well, you're on your yeah. way back now, kid, or you're dead. <laughs> so uh, That was just, that was so ridiculous for me. <laughs> and one thing kept taking me out of Iron Eagle, which is very annoying, was they continually taking the mask off, putting it back on, taking it off, putting it back on. I'm like, I think it leave the mask on the whole time you're in the damn plane. <laughs> just leave it oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice that. But or they like wanted the to show their faces. would have it on, but Chappie wouldn't. I'm like, why is it a requirement for one of them, but not the other? And I guess like you only really need it. I guess we we're doing weird maneuvers because he would suddenly like, oh, we need to make it a maneuver. So he put his mask on. I'm like, just leave your damn mask on. It's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, Doug, the guy who played Doug, is it also in Iron Eagle 2, but also he's in Risky Business, the Tom Cruise movie, as an extra at the party. Wow. And he's in Born on the Fourth of July, another Tom Cruise flick. So they've been in movies together. This movies They've done some they've done some stuff. Oh yeah, we always do what's similar about the movies. What's like the same uh, things they have the same. A lot of the shots I found are really similar. Right. Motorcycle versus car where he's driving in that Mustang and the the you know, plane sort of behind him, but it's almost that exact same shot in That's Top true. Gun with him on the motorcycle. I thought that it was funny that both of the computer systems, I want to know if that's really what the computer systems in one of those planes look like, where it like literally highlights the plane and then tells you that you're going to kill them. Yeah, I mean, it must be because both <laughs> movies did it and they were approved by the Air Force for Top Gun. So In different, in different ways, yeah. Right. Uh, but I just want to know if that's actually accurate or not, or if that was some stupid thing for us, the audience. And they both have this character who's kind of similar in the lead role, who's just this cocky asshole white dude. Yeah, cocky kid. Who doesn't really uh, learn anything? He just gets rewarded for his cocky behavior every time. I also love that, like, the, like Iron Eagle is almost a prequel to Top Gun. Yeah, like it almost became that because Top Gun. It's his father was a celebrated pilot, and he's following his footsteps, and his father's dead and died. 
in right. some sort of mission. And I was like, are we li- really watching the kid have his father die and what he's about to go through? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was really unsure of where Iron Eagle was going. That's for true. The first 20 you minutes should watch Iron Eagle first and then Top Gun. They're basically sequels. Right. And so the kid then goes on to to the Air Force Academy, becomes that, goes to Top Gun. So yeah, that's it. Iron Eagle is a prequel to Top Gun. Yeah, that's perfect. We just found that it's out. It's perfect. Oh, my God. You're welcome, people. Internet conspiracy. We just figured it out. Oh, that's something I was to say earlier is that this would have been a uh, Iron Eagle would have been a great like teen kids movie if they didn't have so much cursing in it because the rest of it's that's so true. silly and they're very young looking and there's the younger friends, the younger sister, the family, the dad. It's kind of like cheesy dialogue, but then they say fuck and shit all the time. Like, where's this coming from? Like, so it would have been a great kids movie if that had not happened. But I mean, maybe they had earned the art or they thought they were going to have it. They were going for the R rating and they said, fuck it. I guess so, because he doesn't Maybe. kill people willy-nilly, so. Yeah, when he, like, bombs that Air Force base, I'm like, wow, that's dark. What just happened? Yeah. He just, like, started war with another country. Oh, this is a weird connection between the two movies. Uh, so, the guy who is flying the plane in the scene where he's racing the motorcycle in Iron Eagle, mm-hmm. that's a, he's a stunt pilot who died on the set of Top Gun later that same year. Wow. In a stunt, stunt accident. So Top Gun is actually dedicated to this guy named Art Scholl, who did that stunt mm. in Iron Eagle. So that's pretty crazy. Wow. Very connected. That's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, the, the one thing I guess Iron Eagle I sort of felt was strange is that it was really lighthearted for them, like, getting ready to commit espionage and then go and bomb people. Right. And rescue his dad. It, the, the whole, like, three days to live thing, there was that, there was no pressure from that. Yeah, there's like dancing around, that. <laughs> dancing around, laughing. At one point, the black friend literally does the gag where he has him smell a flower and then squirts him in the face. Like that literally happened in this film. <laughs> like three he seconds after he finds out his dad's kidnapped. Right. It was so. It, they, I just felt like the mood of the movie did not match what was happening. <laughs> That's very true. At all. I also need to mention that Morgan Freeman auditioned for the role that Louis Gossett Jr. got. Morgan Freeman. So Morgan like, Freeman. We need to get Morgan your dad Freeman. back. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Oh, Top Gun has some great one-liners, though, that are, have gone down in history. Like, Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Which is fantastic. <laughs> That's true. And the whole Iceman thing. And also... um. It's very known for its homoerotic tendencies. There's a lot of I homoerotic mean, I, scenes. I rewatched it. I didn't really get. I, I've heard about read about that too, but like I didn't get a lot of that. Well, most of it's like just the very intense way that Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise stare at each other, and just they and leave like it, get, get like a little too close to each other's face. They're very close. They they leave long gaps between sentences. They just kind of look at each other, and they're not overtly like hating each other at first. So it's just kind of odd. Or like, are they into each other? That's like if it, if I watched that movie today, I'd be like, oh, they're probably into each other. Well, that's one thing I <clears throat> actually really liked, and I know Val Kilmer may hate this film, but I got to give him credit for. He kept Iceman likable enough that he wasn't really the villain. Yeah, he never felt like a villain to me at all. Yeah, and 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 I know that in in the role that was kind of the role, the antagonist role he filled, but he just represented somebody with different ideals. I actually wrote and down I my notes. Liked that. Yeah, Iceman is actually the good guy in this film. Maverick is an unsafe dick. That's why I wrote my notes. <laughs> For, right. And then Iceman is rewarded by winning the Top Gun award. Yeah, he's not even the best. Like the, the hero like, actually wins. 
<laughs> he's always Iceman was always about doing it right, doing it safely, and he didn't like Maverick because he did things unsafely that could endanger people. And look, he does. Right. So and he did. He got his partner killed. <laughs> killed. He's terrible. Kind of. It wasn't all, but pretty much he got his partner killed. It made Meg Ryan sad. Right. And I actually wrote down that was, was pretty progressive of them in this time to have a woman as the engineering expert. And but then I, I oh found, yeah the civilian yeah. trainer or whatever and apparently they originally were going to have that character be like a regular eighties bimbo character but then they actually met someone during their research for this movie who was that character she was actually doing that job on a real base and she was very wow. feminine I'm like shoot we need to make this into a, our character in our movie so they adapted it to change it from a bimbo to a really intelligent woman who had a professional position on the base so it's pretty cool well, that's neat yeah it's pretty, pretty yeah. cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah. that's all right um. But yeah, overall, both interesting films in their own respect, but I I do truly think that Top Gun was better. Well, one thing you could have argued for, but you didn't, is Ooh. that I wrote down, there's a lot of beautiful and iconic shots in Top Gun. That's that true. Something Iron Eagle doesn't beautiful. really have. Yeah, there's it's much better cinematography. Well, um, also because Iron Eagle, the, the, the military didn't sign off on everything. Uh, because they didn't like the that how that pervade the kids were so easily able to dupe an air force base <laughs> exactly. and steal military assets. Um, so because of that, Top Gun, you get to see people interact with the equipment much, much more. That's true. Uh, and get into the now the plane like there's just more mili- there, there's more military and therefore more production value. Oh, so w- one funny thing is that the real Top Gun school now imposes a five dollar fine to anyone in the staff who quotes the movie. <laughs> nice. So you're not allowed to talk about this movie. Rule number one of Top Gun School, no talking about Top Gun. They've heard it all at this point. They're done. <laughs> oh, and the Navy, so I, this is too interesting not to read. Uh, riding in the back of this film's success, Top Gun, the U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths in the major cinemas to try to catch some of the adrenaline-charged adrenaline guys leaving the screenings. They had the highest application rate for years as a result. Numerous critics complained that the movie largely amounted to a Navy recruitment film. Uh, the U.S. Navy stated that the film's popularity resulted in a 500% increase in the number of recruits wanting to enter the, the air aviation program. Wow. Uh, Paramount offered to include a Navy recruitment ad at, on the initial home video release in exchange for debits owed the U.S. Navy for their cooperation. However, the ad agency who produced ads for the U.S. military informed the Pentagon that the movie itself was enough of a propaganda tool and that an official recruiting ad would be redundant. Huh. That's nuts. 500% increase in applicants. That's right. So it worked. Good job, Top Gun. (laughs) And Iron Eagle, I guess. A little bit. Helped out a little bit there. Sure, we'll say it helped. (laughs) Uh, But I think this has been a successful copycat cinema. I think so, too. I I think we did it. I didn't really want to watch either of those films, but... uh... (laughs) No, I had no... When you called them, I was like, damn it, I don't have any interest in either of those. Like, we have to get to all of them eventually, all the ones that per- fit this mold so perfectly, and we had to get That's this true. one. That's true. All right, well, we'll try to make the next one better with at least one film that, that we want to watch. It'll be uh, Best Friends or Friends with Benefits or whatever those two movies came out. Oh, Just Friends and Friends with Benefits. I think you, I think you got it right. Yeah. So now let's... Uh... But before we move on, listen to Tom Cruise screaming again. Ah! <laughs> okay. And one more time. Hit it. Right. Uh, so before we move on to some trailer reviews, I'm we, we started a new segment a couple shows ago and kind of have fallen up on it, but I'm, we're going to do it. It's called Radical Recommends, where we're going to recommend something that we like to you people. Right. And it could pretty much be anything, as evidenced by the last time Steve did this, it was about diapers. So That's because diapers have become a big part of my life. That sounded terrible. <laughs> yes, it now did. Now that I see it. But uh, they, they have. Ah. 
you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. But this week's radical recommend is a little bit different. It is for a game that I've just recently started playing that uh, has kind of converted me on an entire genre of games, and that's Heroes of the Storm. Oh, okay. Third Blizzard, uh, which is a MOBA? MOTA? MOBA, yeah. I MOBA forgot what game. it stands for, but that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer online battle arena? Yeah, that's Maybe? right. Maybe? Sure. Uh, where you get to play a number of like 50 different characters. Uh, it's basically a big capture the base. It's top-down view. There are a lot of other games like it that are heavily played. League of Legends uh, being League the biggest Legends. one, yeah. Yeah, is the one that most people know. Uh, and I hate those games. I've never been able to play them. And this takes a lot of those games and really simplifies it and puts it in a way that I actually can play. That's good. Yeah, I haven't tried that one yet because it's you play for free, right? Yeah, I yell at you. You, you got to do it. It's free. Yeah. It's free. It's easy to earn characters and get to play the way that you want. Uh, you can earn characters and have them permanently or they have a cycle of characters that just go through and you get to play for free daily. There's a character for every kind of play style that you want to play. So hopefully they simplified it compared to League of Legends. That was the big problem with League of Legends. The learning curve was so huge that it was so difficult to get started. It's really simple. That's good. Your character at most will have five spells. Most most of them have three, some four. And there are items as well? Some, not a ton. There are a few. I, there's one map specifically I can think of that has items. There are bombs you can pick up and use against the enemy or med packs, you can, but not really. Oh, good. That was the big thing of League of Legends that was so complicated is the more like creeps you kill on the map, you get gold coins and you have to spend those to get items in a certain order. And no, if you don't no, no. do the right order, then you, you lose every time. It's all about XP and then when you 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 as a team gain levels, it's not about individuals. Oh, good. So... You as a team gain level, and then everybody, when you get to a certain level, gets to pick a new skill or a new ability or a new enhancement. I probably would enjoy that. But that's the only picking that goes on. There's no other stuff. Awesome. Yeah, please, please come play. I like games I can play with actual human beings. And you're playing that on the Mac? Uh, yeah. Cool. I am. And it's cross-platform available, I believe, to Windows. So Awesome. Let's play. Here's, here's the storm. That's my radical recommend. I'm a little bit late to the game. It, it's having its two-year anniversary right now, so I know I'm late. But here's the storm. Check it out. The cool part is you can play as Blizzard characters from all their, their different games, so it's pretty neat. Like You can play as Diablo and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, Diablo. My favorite character is Asmodan. Uh, I play Thrall occasionally. From Warcraft. Um, Rexar from Warcraft 3. You can play a Space Marine. Uh, you can. There are two different Space Marines. Yep. Um, and as I said, every kind of playstyle. If you want to be a healer, there are like 12 healers, and even they have varying degrees. Some of them are pure healers, some of them are healer damagers, some of them are enhancer. Like anything, any type of playstyle you want, it's there. There's a character for it. Well, nice. I'm going to try it out. Yeah, come download it, download it right after this. <laughs> you got it. We can play tonight. Well, my radical recommend would be two things, two shows that I've been watching when I have time, which is not much in the past couple of weeks, but uh, Kate's getting me into Misfits, which I know I'm also way behind on. Have uh, you heard of that show, Steve? Is it British? Yes. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. uh, that's all I know about. Well, I was always like, you know, I've heard about it and about these British people who get superpowers or something. So apparently it's it's basically about these uh, all these teenagers who are on uh, probation. So they're doing community service and they make you wear an orange jumpsuit while you're in community service over there, picking up trash, that kind of thing, repainting over um, graffiti and this weird um, ice storm type comes and it's like with meteors and stuff and they get struck by lightning all together at the same time and they all get these weird powers. Um 
And it's kind of like a spoiler to say what powers they get because you kind of find out their powers as the show goes on. Spoilers! But they're all varying degrees of like thugs or just basically bad people. So it's kind of more realistic of showing like what would real people do with these powers. And hmm. uh, I do have to occasionally turn the captions on because I can't understand what some of them are saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're really cockney characters uh but if you're a game of thrones watcher people uh ramsey bolton is in it and he's also creepy in this too <laughs> so it's worth a watch and uh on top of that better call saul i'm up to date on that and that's a okay and i usually only watch sci-fi or fantasy shows but this breaking bad and better call saul are some of my favorites because of the directing and the writing there not much is going on i'll look back and say what happened in the show like not much but you're just so interested in these characters and they'll show him like taking a close up of him taking his coffee, taking a drink out of a coffee mug, and they make it interesting because it looks on his face. It's like it's like movie making every episode. Hmm. It's just it's wonderful. So, nice, but also really funny and fun. So it's fun to watch. Have you checked out any of the uh, new season of Orange Is the New Black? I have not. Um, I'm behind on Orange Is the New Black, House of Cards, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. As far as my Netflix shows, I had to get uh, all, all those. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Anna and I couldn't get past the first couple of episodes. Of this season? Of this season, yeah. Oh, wow, because I've always liked it before. It's just not Kimmy Schmitty enough. Oh, that's it, too It's bad. much more the tightest and secondary character show now. Oh, darn. Yeah, yeah, it just took all the, the parts that we loved and kind of diminished them. Because Titus is great in moderation. He is, but he really takes a front a front seat this season. Gotcha. Well, he was so popular, they're like, they yeah, he, shove in your face the breakout now. Yeah, he's the breakout character from the show, no doubt. But right. And Orange the New Black is good. Much better than the last two seasons. Oh, good. It was kind yeah. of slumping there for a little bit. The best season since season two. How many seasons are there? Five. This is five. Wow. That's crazy. All right. So now let's uh, move on to some trailer reviews. But first, here's Tom Cruise screaming. <laughs> okay. Trailer reviews. Here to play on Nerds, we have developed an interesting rating system to bring to you our ideas on the trailers we're about to review. At the low, low end of the scale, we have Burn It, where we think you should find every copy you can get your hands on and throw it into a barrel fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> and our next step is Drunk Watch, which means that, yeah, I'd watch this movie. It'd be entertaining if I was under the influence of some kind of substance of some kind. But if I was sober, probably not going to check this thing out. No, nope, not going to see it. Next, we've got We'll See, which is maybe we just don't know enough about this movie to tell what the hell it's going to be. Could be good, could be bad, not sure. Eh. And our next category would be Get the Couch Ready, which means I'm definitely going to check this movie out at home. Wouldn't necessarily pay the big bucks of see it in theaters, but I'm definitely going to watch it at home, so get that couch ready. After that, we have Take a Look, where we are recommending for you, our viewers and listeners, to check out this movie and check out the trailer and tell us what you think about it. We, we wanted to see what you guys think. It looks pretty good, but we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, take a look. Yeah. Let us know. And for our final and best category, we have Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut up and take my money. This looks so awesome, we're going to see it. That's where we cannot wait to give Hollywood bigwigs all of the money that we have earned at work to go see a film for $47. We're so excited, we just have to go see it. We, have, we don't have a choice. And that is our A Play on Nerds official copyrighted trademark system for rating our movie trailers. Uh, so this, I'm not saying we're sort of in a dry season for trailers, but 
I feel like all the big summer movies we've done the trailers for, and now we're kind of fishing for later stuff. Right, because all those summer movies are now coming out, and so... Yeah. Right. Or we've, yeah, we've reviewed them up to this point, they're out, but yeah. Uh, so, I'll, I'll start with the one of these two that I found the most interesting, and that was uh, the remake or reboot of Flatliners. Yeah, something also, who was asking for this, but... Yeah, yeah, what year is it? <laughs> who is asking for these films? Um, but uh, Flatliners, I think an 80s film. 1990. 90 uh, medical students who kill each other and flatline each other's hearts for longer and longer periods of time so that when they come back, they claim they've seen something, seen the other side, they feel enlightened. But if there is a dark force on the other side, it takes notice of them. And they start questioning reality and they get haunted, for lack of a better term. Seems like it from the trailer. Clear! Ah! Do you have plans tonight? Do you want to have fun with me later? Courtney Holmes, I am mildly surprised, but offer accepted. Midnight basement, sub-level C. What's going on? I would like you to stop my heart. You give it one minute, and then you bring me back. Okay, now's the point where you say it's all a joke. What happens to us after we die? The only way to find out is to see for ourselves. We could document that experience. Did you see a white light? It was more like pure energy. How is she playing the piano now? It's like her brain's been rewired. I'm going next. Charging 200. It's a good day to die. Clear. Everyone I touch today, I'm going to heal. It's an awakening. Three minutes. Jamie only did two. What can I say? We're competitive. I'm going next. Five minutes. Seven minutes. No one's ever come back from that. Was it all fun? Was there anything disturbing? Something is happening to us. I think I'm going crazy. Maybe we opened a door. Something is coming for us. Something I did. Something I did. Clear! Defense, she's not stabilizing. This experiment needs to end right now. Clear! I should have told you this wasn't about science or discovery. Clear! It's been over four minutes! I did not know that the side effects would show up and start hunting us down. Clear! This was my fault. Yeah, I, I guess... Sure, let Flatliners, yeah. It's got Ellen Page starring in it. I love Ellen Page. Yeah, she is the one, the one big name I actually recognized. Well, uh, Diego Luna, he is uh, in the Diego trailer. Luna. He's in the the new, or he was in Star Trek, uh, not Star Trek, oh, Star right, Wars. Uh, what's it called? Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One. He was he's really in good Rogue in Rogue One. One. He's really fun. in interviews. He's hilarious. So I'm excited that he's getting more work and stuff. And and the original had Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Oliver Platt, William Baldwin. Uh, but Kiefer Sutherland is on the IMDb page, like four things down for this movie. So apparently he's uh, in a role that wasn't shown in the trailer. Ah, so maybe ooh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, maybe they'll connect them. Like maybe he's still the same character. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's now a professor at the school or something. Yeah, right. that'd be that'd be good at least. Yeah, uh, but no, I have zero desire to see this film. Really, like none, <laughs> none, zero. I, fact, I negative. negative. I was really desire. interested. 
because they're gaining like abilities and stuff. They're showing that she can play the piano when she wakes up from one of these experiences. I found that very interesting. And then as soon as it started going down the typical like horror movie route, I became less interested. Yeah. Um. So no, I've got no desire. So what would you rate this then? Like, I'm not even going to give this a burn it. I care about it less than that. <laughs> well, we wanted to add that meh rating, so. I wouldn't waste a match. <laughs> That's the rating. I wouldn't waste a match. <laughs> That's How pretty about bad. You? Well, I have felt a little better about it. I'm, I'm a little more hopeful because I feel like hopefully it'll avoid some of the bigger tropes of horror movies and be a little more interesting and different. Uh, like, I can't stand the thing they did at the end of the trailer where she's pulled away by some invisible force. While she's oh, laying. yeah, in the darkness. They, they've yeah. done that a billion times since Paranormal Activity 1, so we can stop doing that now. Yes. But I'll give it a take a look. I'm, I mean, my love of Ellen Page is deep, so I think it'll go. It'll, I'm, I'm it's never going to happen, Jarman. It's never going to happen. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, it is never going to happen. She doesn't like penises. Let's put it no, that way. No, she does not care for them one bit. <laughs> All right, so what's our what's our next trailer? Our next trailer is the Black Panther, the next installment in the MCU. Right, um, we have Spider Man coming, and then I think Black Panther's next after Maybe. that. Maybe I think so. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits. All the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. <laughs> said i'm done yeah. i'm done with it you've seen too much of this stuff too much now i'm not quite as exasperated by it yet but i feel like i'm getting there but i also love that it starts off with any circus as in his own skin for once which is pretty That's cool true. and it's the same role that he was in in uh, the second avengers age of all time right Ultron. they show him for like five minutes in that movie yeah yeah but he loses the arm in that movie and he's missing it in this one so it clearly shows the timeline too and that character is somebody big in the comics. I can't remember. And he uses a metal arm in the comics. So I'm guessing that's what's going to happen in this movie. He'll get some of that Wakanda metal put into his arm. Vibranium, I think it is. Is that what? Yeah, or, or whatever they legally were able to use because right. somebody owns animantium and somebody owns vibranium. And yeah. <laughs> but they made that cap shields made out of it. And so is Black Panther's outfit made out of it. So it's totally bulletproof. Right. Um, yeah, it looks like that. Like what they say, El Dorado was in Africa, not South America, right? And that's that's the the community that the Black Panther is from. Invading warlords, possible energy weapons. 
I think we saw it's maybe very, a little like, bit of that in the trailer. Very Atlantis esque. They have this hidden community with great technology that they keep secret from the world, which is kind of neat. Yes. Um, but otherwise, I just felt like this trailer was really generic, like really generic. I, mean, I feel like they're trying real hard to make it seem different, like with the the music choices and the the colors and. Um, it finally seems feels a little different than other MCU movies as far as the look of it. I don't know if they're pandering too much to the, the black audience, like with the like the music choices and the, all that, all those things going on. But I mean, it is Africa movie, you know, it's based on Africa, yeah. so I think that's appropriate. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was a very cool trailer. I loved it, the music at the end. I loved the the sleekness of the shots, and uh, I'm hoping. Well, thing, I feel it's like different. I've seen all those shots before at this point, though. Some of them, like when they get like that, the cities. That's what and I'm stuff. getting sick of. Like when, uh, when you know, the warlords are walking out. It's dark, and then they cut up, and he's in the tree, ready to ambush them. I was like, I've seen that a million times. It feels like I would have been fine if they kept the whole movie in Africa, like made it different, that different. That would been cool. But it feels yeah, like they're going to be in New York for some reason. I don't know, like, for <laughs> like they always do. Reason. Got to find always a reason to go to New, New York. York. New York, L.A., or San Fran. It's always one of the three. Yeah. <laughs> it's never Boise. But why not Boise? Hasht- why not hashtag why Boise? not Boise? Hashtag why not Boise? <laughs> For the Boiseans, we'll love that. I think we just started a movement. Yes. I think that just happened. Why not Boise? Um, but I'm going to give this one a get the couch ready because I just don't have a desire to go see it in theaters. I just don't. I wish I did. But I'm kind of over all these superhero movies. Well, that's fair. Um, I was wondering when it was going to happen and it's happened. I didn't show up to take my money because I have yet to not see one in theaters, uh, one of the Marvel movies. Shut up and take my money. Support it for now. And then if uh, it keeps going downhill, I'll be sad. But I'm seeing uh, Wonder Woman later tonight, speaking of superhero Ooh. movies. So that has gotten really good reviews. And apparently it's a little bit lighter fare than the rest of the DC movies. So I'm excited about that. And if they can take that in a good oh, yeah. direction, that would be fun. But so here's hoping. It, the director of that movie is now the... The uh, the highest grossing film by a female director of all time. Wow! So it's I mean it's I mean pretty, they're saying that it's going to single handedly save the MCU uh, the or, DCU. Yeah, exactly. Because why didn't they yeah. freaking have a female led movie earlier besides Catwoman, which was awful? Uh, <laughs> also, uh, you forgot about Elektra. Oh, that's right. That happened. So both Marvel and DC have had a terrible movie because they don't throw their best writers at it they don't throw their best production teams and this time they did like they got the best the best and best and look what happened you know it's great yeah exactly but yeah i'll give it a get the couch ready because i'll watch this one at home but i'm not gonna go see it in theaters fair enough i'll watch it to make sure i don't miss any major plot points for the next film right so you're keeping up with the times yeah that's that's all well, I think this was a pretty damn good episode what about you folks damn fine you should let us know in the comments or in or the, the emails. Right. And we, we, we outline all the ways in a minute. Yeah, we so do. we shouldn't go through it now. But also, if you haven't already, please review us on iTunes. I will reiterate that on the actual show because it does help. And then we promise in exchange we're going to give you some reliable episodes here coming up in the next several weeks. But in the meantime, come back in two weeks. We'll be back with you. As always, we will keep being your nerdy hosts if you keep being our awesome audience. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. 
If you'd like to find out more about us, you can always check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aplayonnerds. Or check us out on Twitter and Instagram at aplayonnerds. We're also streaming live game content all the time on twitch.tv slash aplayonnerds. Fun videos and stuff to check out, youtube.com slash playonnerds. And also please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if possible because that lets us be easily searched in the iTunes search index for podcasts and that way we know if we stink exactly let us know if you hate us or you love us that's always great check us out at our website www.aplayonnerds.com where all this content can be found at the tip of your fingers and you can also always email us at anything at aplayonnerds.com and then check us out on i guess snapchat maybe <laughs> for dick or, or tumblr <laughs> tumblrs Periscopes. Uh, you could also throw a rock at us with a message on it. Carrier pigeons. We accept cassette tapes. <laughs> I love cassette tapes. We just want to hear from you. Yes, please send us anything you like at any social media outlets. However you do it, check us out. And how. How?